Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meet a maid, nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. Standing by a parking meter, when I caught a glimpse of Rita, filling in the ticket in a little white book. In a cap, she looked much older. And boy, are there leaks left and right, everybody. And I want to play for you here on the Rita Cosby Show some new audio that just came in. CNN is playing it. It was obtained by CNN. What a surprise. Uh, Obviously leaked from somebody in the special counsel office, Jack Smith. Remember, it's supposed to be private and top secret. Uh, somehow, you know, it's interesting. We don't hear any leaks whatsoever from the special counsel who's investigating supposedly, you know, President Biden and the classified documents that are in four different locations tied to the president. Remember, going all the way back from when he was a senator. But we haven't heard anything from that. But now this new recording coming out, and this to me is stunning for a lot of reasons. I want to get your reaction for many different reasons to this. Uh, This is audio evidence that is going to be used in the Trump document case. This is coming again from CNN. It is a tape of a conversation that President Trump had in July 2021. And it essentially, you will hear him talking about the classified documents And this is one of the moments where they say that he revealed a top secret document. You'll hear that he's speaking to somebody and basically in this conversation saying, oh, you know what? Uh, Well, you know, Millie claims that I was the one who was sparking war and you'll hear it's Millie. You'll see here it's Millie. And here's the document to basically back it up. Uh, Take a listen to this. And to me, there are many layers to this. First of all, CNN is playing this all over the place. You have to remember that what comes from a special counsel is not supposed to be leaked. I mean, it's supposed to be top secret. So why is CNN constantly getting leaks and MSNBC from the special counsel's office? Obviously, that bears a lot of questions. Um, And second of all, Do you think this is damning or not to President Trump? What is your take on all this? It's 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Here is the conversation. It's about two minutes long, and this is what they say is evidence that the president had a document that he knew was not declassified yet, that technically was still classified, that he shouldn't be sharing it with individuals, and he's kind of willy-nilly sharing it. Uh, I'll give you my take afterwards, but I want to hear your thoughts. 1-800-848-9222. And here is President Trump in the audio leaked. Surprise, surprise to CNN. These are bad, sick people. That was was your coup, you know. 
that against you. That's well, it started they, right at the like beginning. Like when Millie's talking about, oh, you were going to try to do a kid. No, they, they were trying right. to do that before you even were sworn in. That's right. Trying yeah. to overthrow your election. Well, with Millie, uh, let me see that. I'll, I'll show you an example. He said that I wanted to attack Iran. Isn't it amazing? I have a big pile of papers. This thing just came up. Look. This was him. They presented me this. This is off the record, but they presented me this. This was him. This was the Defense Department and him. Wow. We looked at some. This was him. This wasn't done by me. This was him. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. It's pages long. Look. Mm. Wait a minute. Let's see here. <laughs> Yeah. I just found, isn't that amazing? This totally wins my case, you know. Mm -hmm. Except it is like highly confidential, yeah. <laughs> secret. This is secret information. <laughs> look, look at this. You attack. And Hillary would print that out all the time, you know. <laughs> she'd, send it, no, she'd send it to yeah. Anthony Weiner. Yeah. <laughs> the pervert. Um, by the way, isn't that incredible? Yeah. I was just saying, because we were talking about it. <laughs> And you know, he said he wanted to attack Iran and what? Yeah, He's in the papers. Wow. This was done by the military, given to me. Uh, I think we can probably. Right? I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to try to figure out. A, a, yeah. See, as president, I could have declassified. Yeah. Now I can't. You know, but this is. Yeah. Classified. Now we have a problem. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's so cool. I mean, it's so. I'm look. We here and I have. And you probably almost didn't believe me, but now you believe me. No, it's, I believe it's you. It's incredible, right? No, they, hey, bring they some, uh, bring some cokes in, please. What are your thoughts about this videotape just obtained by CNN? Again, clearly something that should have been left private. It's part of clearly the special counsel's investigation. And you hear Trump talking to a staffer. That's who they believe it is. Uh, in July 2021, and they say that this is one of the strongest pieces of information. What does it say to you? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Joe, line one. Joe, your reaction. Rita, this is absolute insanity. Millie is a rat. Millie oh, is a disgrace. Remember what Millie said? Remember what he said? That if, um, if, if they were, we're going to attack Russia or defend, uh, defend ourselves against Russia, that he, General Millie, General Mierda, that he would tip off the Russians. He's a rat. He's that a was the, actually, that was the Chinese, Joe. I know exactly what you're talking about. He said he would Chinese, tip off the, right. regardless, another bad, a bad actor, but you're right. This is treason. Just as Hunter Biden should be doing life in Leavenworth for selling drugs. First, numero uno is honorable discharge, I proudly hold. Numero also, number eight is the worst. Dishonorable, general uh, discharge, uh, rather court-martial, life in Leavenworth. They could have taken, Al-Qaeda could have taken that boat posing as tourists, sailed it into the New York Harbor, and made 9-11 look like a picnic. Three million would have been killed. Thirteen million if it had nuclear weapons. These guys are rats, and, and Biden is a rat. I understand he defend his son, but my God. His son couldn't keep his nose clean if he lived in a Kleenex factory. Joe, I hear a lot of your emotions. Now, let me ask you about the double standard of the leaking, because 
there seems to be no limit to the leaking of anything tied that's negative to Trump. And yet Biden uh, seems to be Mother Teresa. Your thoughts? Couldn't be Mother Teresa unless Christ Jesus. I'm looking at the sacred heart of, of Christ portrait I keep on the wall over the American flag. And he couldn't be Mother Teresa unless Christ himself came from heaven and blessed Biden. Biden, you know, Greta, he gets a, a clean bill of health from this left-wing loon pope, Francis, even though he takes our money and kills babies with late-term abortion. I mean, they go all together. And that pope during 2016, he came out against Trump. He's supposed to stay out of politics, politics stay out of religion. You keep your opinion to yourself when it comes to our election. And let the Pope open up the Vatican and take in all the illegal aliens because $13 billion New Yorkers are going to have to pay. And we still do not have a city-administered retirement home for American veterans and all of New York City. You know what? You know, Joe, I, and by the way, I, you're right. There are so many issues uh, where veterans are not getting their due. And you know how much I love our veterans. Um, and you're right. And yet, uh, by the way, later on in the show, we're going to talk about how New York City is now trying to clamp down on coal. You know, those that are cooked in coal stove pizzas. Uh, also, what about the wooden stove pizza? I mean, you got to be kidding. The wooden oven pizzas. This is what they're dealing with. There's crime. We need places for our, our veterans. We need a lot of these things. And they're focused on how somehow this is going to help climate. Uh, this is such a bunch of hogwash. Uh, Joe, thank you very much. Let's go to Norm, line two. Norm, what did you think of that tape? Because we were all listening to it together. What did I think about that tape? Um, it, it, look, I, I'm a Trumper, so, it, you know, I, obviously uh, it, it, it's not changing my, my opinion about the man. But uh, it, it just bothers me, uh, the divisiveness of, of this indictment, the divisiveness these people, they think, aha, we're going to, we'll, we'll keep them out of the White House. Yeah. Uh, for what effect? What, what is going to happen? I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, I think it's really dangerous. I think it's dangerous that the Democrats are using their power. Uh, they're using their, their power to keep, to keep this man out of the White House by any means necessary. And I think it's, it's really dangerous. Um, this, this could have some sort of a civil war type effect. I mean, I, I, you know, things will start, things will come apart. And I'm, I, you know, I'm asking my Democratic brothers, please consider that. Please consider that things will come apart. And, I, and, I, and you know, and, and that, that's, these are my thoughts on that. Well, I'll tell you, Norm, I agree with you that things are so divisive right now. And these double standards are just so glaring and so apparent. Um, and just like you, you said, it's like, okay, well, uh, they see the boosts in the polls. By the way, there's a new poll recently that shows that Trump is ahead by 30 points still over DeSantis. And in fact, his, his lead uh, has increased over DeSantis because people are seeing this hogwash. So I feel like at the same time, it's like, oh, well, uh, then we'll have to come up with something else. Uh, we'll have to come up with some other alternative. Oh, yeah, let's leak the tape. Let's see if we can do. It's like, here's, let's just, it, it is It is such an abomination of justice. And there's a lot of different things, believe me. I would love to hear conversations, wouldn't you, between uh, Biden and Hunter? And they're like totally thumbing their nose. I mean, that this is the thing. It's like, okay, let's leak things that are supposed to be totally confidential. 
Let's see where it goes. Let's put it out there. Let's do this. Let's do that. And then on the flip side, you see Hunter Biden. He's just kind of parading around there, Norm. I mean, he was at the White House for the prime minister's dinner, the state dinner there with the head of India. Then he goes to also to Camp David over the weekend. I mean, there are just some things that really, really stink. Um, And in fact, I want to play cut number 15. Um, This is an interesting clip um, because... Earlier today, I was on with John Katz on Katz and Cosby that we do 5 o'clock on WABC Radio. And John brought up something that was a bombshell of what he heard. Now, he has a lot of good intel contacts. Take a listen to what he said of what was going on at Camp David this weekend with Hunter and Joe Biden. I got information today. I had a feeling. I got information today that Hunter Biden was at Camp David. And yes. attended all the security meetings. Wow. You mean the super secret well, meetings with world leaders, John? Yes. Is that what you're... Wow. Well, it's a secret what, to me. What is the Biden administration thinking? How could they actually allow that to happen? Miranda. What, what, what is Biden administration? The president says, I want my son. What do you want to do? Yes. But, but I mean, that, where's the right. mindset behind that? Right. And we want Hunter Biden in those meetings. I mean, those are classified, you know, but it's like the papers with the Corvette, John. Yeah, let's, let's, let's check his cell phone and see if he called China afterwards. Yeah, exactly. And right. where's his security clearance? <laughs> and, and what is Merrick Garland doing attending a dinner at which Hunter Biden, who's just copped this very controversial plea deal, is going to be attending, along with Jim Biden, the president's younger brother, who is under investigation himself. Why did Merrick Garland allow himself to be used like that? So, Norm, your reaction to all this real quick. Well, my, rea- my reaction to is it doesn't surprise me. They're, they're a very corrupt family uh, for what they've done before. Uh, uh, it doesn't surprise me that they did it yesterday. They feel like they can walk on water and uh, nothing is going to happen to them. And uh, unfortunately, maybe they're right. Maybe they're right. I don't know. Maybe, maybe maybe they can walk on water. Unfortunately, I, I'm, I'm you know I, I, growing very pessimistic. Yeah, know, and by the way, Norm, I think you have. Uh, we all have reason to be because we're seeing this sort of double standard of justice. But I will say, Norm, yeah. that I believe if they can get the documents, if Comer's committee in particular can put some of these documents together and show the bank records and show that there was a pay for play or get these audio tapes that possibly exist in Ukraine, all these things. I think if indeed, then they have irrefutable proof. Um, I, I think he's done. I think he's done as a president. I think if we can show that Garland is lying, if this whistleblower is correct, and he claims that he's got six other people that can corroborate it, that were senior people that were in these meetings, very reputable people. He's a reputable guy, too. He's putting it all on the line. He seems very credible. If these things come together, um, I actually, maybe, I have, maybe I'm more optimistic. Maybe I'm still old school journalist and hope for the truth, that the truth comes out and the American public will not be able to refute it. Even the diehard Democrats won't be able to refute it. But we'll see. We're going to continue your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. What do you make of this audio that CNN says is a bombshell and clearly a leak from the special counsel to try to get Trump like usual? 1-800-848-9222. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile 
and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. just played the audio tape, which comes from a July 2021 interview that Trump gave at his Bedminster Resort for people who are working on a memoir for his chief of staff, Mark Meadows. Now, this is interesting because they say the people that were in the room, you just heard the conversation, we were all hearing it together at the same time, that the special counsel indictment includes that audio tape and says that those in attendance include a writer, a publisher, and two of Trump's staff members, and that they were shown classified information about the plan of attack on Iran. What do you make of the fact that this leak is happening, for one? And two, do you think that this is significant evidence against President Trump? There are lines in there that I think are concerning for him when it says, you know, oh, it's top secret, it's private, it's off the record, things like that. Um, On the other hand, he could also say I was blustering, I was just talking, um, and also this is nothing compared to what Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton and others did. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Andrew, line four. Andrew, your thoughts. Hey, what's up, Rita? Anthony Weider, Anthony Frohl. Hey, Andrew, Andrew, come closer to the speaker. You're off a little bit. Oh, sorry. Anthony Weider, he's got a new promo for his show. His from mentions Weider. No, he's like, let Anthony Weaver. And, Andrew, <laughs> call us back. We can't hear you. Call us back. Let's go to Eric on line two. Eric, your thoughts. Hey, Rita. Um, this is ridiculous. I mean, they've been wanting to, to invade Iran for, for years now. It's not a secret. Yeah, I mean, no, you're right. It, it's not like any secret plan. They would say it publicly yeah, that they've thought they've about it. They've to knock off Iran for ages now. And, if, and, it, and it's General Milley. Like, who classified this document in the first place? Because if it's if it's a uh, if you classify something because uh, it's embarrassing or to cover up a crime, that in itself is a crime. Well, and you know? also the reason you could tell in the recording that he was basically showing it was like, well, Millie's not uh, Millie's claiming something else different publicly than he is privately. He was trying to show, I think, Millie was a hypocrite. Um, but you're mm-hmm. right. You're right. They could show the chain There's of custody here. Yeah, and the uh, double standards, the, the the leaks and everything. There's snakes in there. We're in danger. Every all of our lives are in danger as long as this administration's in the White House, so-called administration, the, the Biden. It's, it's a, it's really scary. It's really well, scary. it is scary. The leaks, Eric. The leaks yeah, are yeah, scary. Yes. You yes, know, very, to me, very, my first thought was, boy, uh, they don't mind putting it out to anybody, anytime, anyway, anyhow. Um, and and that I think is a really frightening premise. It's like. Uh, you know, if we don't like you, we're going to leak every single thing about you, whether you like it or not. And on the other hand, we nothing comes out of the on the other side. I mean, it's just it is really disgusting. It is so blaring. It's so disgusting. We're going to continue your calls after the break. 
The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, a really powerful story coming from Fairfax County, Virginia, where police and members of the community worked together to pull a man from a burning car. Officers responded to a call for service recently, just before 2.30 in the morning. And when they arrived near an intersection, they found a car had crashed and overturned. So police Lieutenant Daniel Spital, who's the assistant commander of the Mason District Station in Fairfield County, said, quote, to run towards a burning car, knowing that at any point you might get burned or worse while trying to save the life of somebody else that you don't even know. It's just absolutely heroic. He says the two officers who pulled the man out were the first ones to arrive on the scene. They saw a car flipped on its side and they knew that there was somebody inside the vehicle. They used some quick thinking and tried to extinguish the flames first with fire extinguishers. But they also knew that they had to get the man out of the car. So they broke open the sunroof with the fire extinguishers. And then they used a knife to cut his seatbelt off and pulled him from the car through the sunroof to safety. Now, the lieutenant said that thankfully they were able to pull the 27-year-old driver out of the car just seconds before the flames entered the passenger compartment of the vehicle. So he says quick thinking, quick action by the officers saved this man's life, and he's alive today because of those actions of those officers. So bravo to the great law enforcement And, of course, what they do every single day and in dire circumstances, needless to say, absolutely saved this man's life. Well, we are playing this dramatic audio tape that CNN says somehow it just happened to acquire. It is key evidence, according to the special counsel's office, Jack Smith, that's investigating President Donald Trump. Now, this is a conversation that took place in July of 2021 during which time you will hear President Donald Trump uh, acknowledging that he was holding on to these documents. That's what he says, and it's about a potential attack on Iran. Now, the recording first aired on CNN. Uh, Somehow they got this critical piece of evidence, obviously tied to somebody in the special counsel's office that doesn't like Trump. What a surprise. And in it, you could hear him joking, making jokes about Hillary Clinton and also others. And he basically says that, you know, there was no document. Now, that's what he said in earlier interviews. There was no document. This was just there were a lot of papers or a lot of other things. I didn't have a specific document per se. That's what he said in prior interviews when he did a recent interview with Fox News. Now, in this audio tape, it sounds different. But again, we're just hearing what's released in the audio. You don't know what he showed them. There's no video. Uh, There's nothing to substantiate anything. And he could have said, yeah, I did. I just said that. You know, I just said that it wasn't declassified yet. You know, I knew it was, you know, had been declassified. I mean, who knows? There's a million different things that could come out. But this is what CNN is playing as a big bombshell tonight. And I want to get your take again. These are bad, sick people. That was was your coup, you know. 
against you. That's well, it started they, right at the like beginning. Like when Millie's talking about, oh, you were going to try to do a kid. No, they, they were trying right. to do that before you even were sworn in. That's right. Trying yeah. to overthrow your election. Well, with Millie, uh, let me see that. I'll, I'll show you an example. He said that I wanted to attack Iran. Isn't it amazing? I have a big pile of papers. This thing just came up. Look. This was him. They presented me this. This is off the record, but they presented me this. This was him. This was the Defense Department and him. Wow. We looked at some. This was him. This wasn't done by me. This was him. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. It's pages long. Look. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let's see here. <laughs> Yeah. I just found, isn't that amazing? This totally wins my case, you know. Mm -hmm. Except it is like highly confidential, yeah. <laughs> secret. This is secret information. But look, look at this. You attack. and Hillary would print that out all the time, you know. <laughs> send it, email. No, she'd send it to yeah. Anthony Weiner. Yeah. yeah. The pervert. Um, by the way, isn't that incredible? Yeah. I was just saying, because we were talking about it. <laughs> And you know, he said he wanted to attack Iran and what? He said the papers. Pretty, pretty oh, this was done by the military, given to me. Uh, I think we can probably. Right? I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to try to figure out. A, a, yeah. See, as president, I could have declassified. Yeah. it. Now I can't. You know, but this is. Yeah. Classified. Now we have a problem. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's so yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, it's so. I'm look. We here and I have. A, and you probably almost didn't believe me, but now you believe me. No, it's, I believe it's incredible, it. right? No, they, hey, bring they some, uh, bring some cokes in, please. Well, they had cokes at the end. You know that much, right? What are your thoughts about this? One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Let's go to Jerry, line one. Jerry, your thoughts. Well, if that's the best they got and that's their smoking gun, what a joke. Trump actually took two or three good swipes at them that actually show the context of why he was doing this. And as usual, he was showing truth in what he was saying. And it's evidence that he's truthful person. And it's far from anything that is like terrorism or giving something to a foreign uh, power, like we think someone may have been doing, such as Biden and his son, for money. This is so much different. This is a show trial worthy of China and the old Soviet Union. CNN is Pravda, which stands for loosely truth in Russia. And CNN is a joke. It's the mouthpiece of the Democratic Party. It's worthy of Pravda. People that work there should be ashamed of themselves, and they've got to be kidding themselves if they think they're reporters. They're mouthpieces for a communist nation, our nation. And I'm going to tell you what I'm really concerned with is this is just the beginning. The CIA, the FBI, the Department of Justice or Injustice, and the Biden administration, these are the opening salvos. They're going to go all the way to the election. And during the election time period, they're going to be doing things that are going to make our heads spin. And January 6th, the reason they came down so hard and these people are still sitting in jail for most of them just protesters. The reason is they're sending a message to all of us. Don't you do anything. We're going to do some severe things to this democracy. It's over. We're taking control. And that's what's happening. 
And we're looking at the, and we're looking at the, everybody is looking at these charges. There's 74 of them between Bragg and Jack Smith. Stop looking at the trees, everybody, because the trees are just a bunch of show trial things that they're trying to get them on so that they can usurp our election. Our election is what's important. And the Supreme Court was not deep state. And if it's not deep state, we'll find out. And that means that they should say that it's more important for the right of the American people to vote in a free election. You have no right to vote if you can't vote for who you want to vote for. You have no right to vote. And by the way, Jerry, you are hitting it on the head because they're trying to tell us who is like worthy of being elected and who isn't. Um, And the, the contrast is just so shameful, Jerry, because you look at the double standards. And again, even just on just even on the classified documents. Look at what's happening. Okay, all this stuff gets leaked on Trump. They're going after Trump, 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 Trump. And even in this conversation, he highlights Hillary Clinton. Um, He brings up cases with others. Uh, The other one is the Bill Clinton, you know, doing the recordings that he put in the sock drawer. You know, all of these different things. It's it's just the the contrast is so unbelievable. And Jared, to this day, I mean, you are telling me the fact that documents were strewn and at least four different locations tied to Joe Biden, even just on the classified documents, forget all the Hunter stuff, which we're going to talk about shortly. Um, but even just on the classified documents alone, stuck in a garage next to the Corvette that Hunter works on. You are kidding me that that's a safe place? I mean, I, I, that is insane. And yet you hear zero from that special counsel. Jerry, your thoughts about just the blatant double standards just on this case alone? Well, I'm concerned that they would even be willing to sacrifice Biden at the end to show, oh, yes, Trump should be taken down, too, because, look, we finally took Biden down. And that is disgusting because nobody cares. We don't care really whether Biden if Biden ran against Trump legitimately. I think we who like Trump would be happy to have a free election between the two of them because a true election, no B.S., Dropping things in drop boxes, mules, whatever. Well, and even knows, and, and even alleged. even just even the Hunter Biden laptop. I mean, that whole thing was suppressed too. Like, put all the information out there, and I feel like it's the same thing happening again with this information. It's like let's put this stuff out on Trump and zero on Biden. I mean, it's just that the unbelievable double standard is it's just it's insulting to the American public that you're basically saying, okay, uh, here's we know better or we're telling you who to vote for and we're going to make it so miserable if you don't vote for the person that we want you to vote for. I mean, that's, it's un-American. And you use the example of Pravda uh, in Russia. It's sadly a good example. And boy, what a sad place uh, that we're in if that's the case. But you you hit it on the head, Jerry. Thank you. Let's go to Robert in Philly. Line two, Robert, your thoughts. Hi, lo- hi Rita. It's good to talk to you. Um, I'll be very quick as always. Um, if they're going to leak it like this, it means they know it's not going to have any relevance in court. Okay, they do this all the time. They're just leaking it so they're going to get as much bang PR-wise out of it before it fades into the courtroom and gets lost amongst the other minutia. And this is something that we're going to have to put up with. And I like the idea of impeaching everybody but Joe Biden. Let 
Biden be the Democrats problem and the investigations that we uncover while we impeach Mayorkas and uh, Garland and the rest of the crew, okay, will lead to a campaign ad in 2024 that Mr. Biden won't be running again. Okay, they're going to try to keep him in, but he will. I'm telling you, he won't be running again. But don't worry about this. They put it out there to get Teddy and Stan excited about, oh, we got him now, but it's not going to have any relevance in court, just like all the other stuff they leak. It's amazing. We can't hear any of them conversations um, with that the guy had with Hunter and Joe on the phone after how many years. But, oh, wait, you need something on Trump? Boom. And there it is right out on CNN. It's almost predictable and laughable. I'm uh, going to enjoy my day tomorrow, and I hope you do, too. And the rest of the crew, have a great night. Thank you, Robert, very much. Uh, very much appreciated. And by the way, Robert was talking about Hunter Biden. I want to play this clip. This is amazing. Um, Peter Schweizer, who's done incredible work in the investigation of the Hunter Biden money and Hillary Clinton and all that other stuff. Um, he broke some really interesting bombshell information about how Hunter and Joe Biden were communicating, he says. Take a listen. This is Peter Schweizer over the weekend. Breaking news. Now, you tell me, as we were just playing the stuff with President Trump and the information, right, of what's being played in court. And then meanwhile, we hear zero, basically. Hunter Biden gets a sweetheart deal. We hear nothing tied to Joe Biden with the classified documents. And Listen to Peter Schweitzer describe what he knows about how they were communicating, how father and son were communicating. And remember, Joe Biden continues to say he knows nothing of his son's business deals. But listen to this. This sounds fishy of all fishy. (laughs) Uh, Breaking news on a cell phone that Joe Biden was using. Tell us about that. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. What is the line of communications between Hunter Biden and his business partners and Joe Biden when he's vice president of the United States? It's not the government phone. It's not Joe Biden's personal phone. We know from the laptop that Hunter Biden's business paid for a private phone line that Joe Biden used while he was vice president. It was from AT&T. It was $300 a month. It was a global phone where you could access somebody anywhere around the world. Uh, We shared that phone number and that account information with people at the House Oversight Committee. My hope is that if they haven't already, they will subpoena those records because I think it will give an indication on how tight the communication was. Uh, And that may be the phone for example, that the Ukrainian, the Burisma executive might have used uh, in this allegation uh, that he talked to Joe Biden and re- recorded conversations. You know what? You tell me. All right. Hunter Biden, who's the son, again, is paying for his dad's phone that was some secret number that they were communicating on and calling each other on. And apparently it was paid for through Hunter Biden's fishy company. That's really weird. And Joe Biden knows nothing about his son's business deals. There is something so unseemly here. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tom in Ohio. Tom, your thoughts. Rita, I got to tell you, I think it's totally unfair. Uh, You notice that CNN is leaking the uh, prosecution side. The judge in the case has a gag order on anything in disclosure that's revealed to either Trump or his attorneys. There's a complete gag order on it. So they could just unload everything possible and the defense won't be able to bring up anything 
about it until the uh, trial. And at the same time, they could be the uh, prosecution can be leaking everything. And, and that, that's the part that I, I, I find. And, you know, think about this. OK, he's shown somebody a document. Well, that document uh, for invasion of Iraq is Iran is probably 150 pages uh, long. And somebody's not sitting there reading the whole thing. They're just looking at the cover sheet. So, yeah, so and we don't even. And by the way, we don't even know if he actually showed a document because apparently, when they went into Mar-a-Lago, they never found that document. So who knows if Trump was just, you know, saying something like, you know, maybe there wasn't actually a physical document. He was just pretending like he had a document, or hey, take a look at this, or there are notes of something else. I mean, we don't, we don't know. Uh, you know, you, there's a million different things that he could say as the reason that he was describing a document. Um, and and you're right that he's told that he shouldn't be talking about the case. On the other hand, it's also supposed to be on the other side. But you got to prove it. I mean, boy, I think he absolutely should go after these leaks. I think he should go to Judge Cannon. I'm talking about Trump's side and say, listen, there are clearly enormous leaks. There are leaks of evidence here. How can I get a fair trial? I mean, he has an absolute right and there should be some sort of sanction against Jack Smith because clearly it came from someone in his office is leaking like a sieve to CNN. And this isn't the uh, first time that we've seen this happen. And this is this is not justice. I mean, this is just such a it's called a ramrod. 1-800-848-9222. And I'll continue your calls after the break. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And in the next hour, we're going to continue talking about some new developments with the IRS whistleblowers that don't look good for Hunter Biden. Also, in the middle of all the problems that are going on in New York, and the list is pretty endless. Crime, a whole bunch of other things. They're focused on coal and wood burning ovens because they say it's not good for the climate and going after about 100 pizza parlors. That's really where we want priorities to be in the Big Apple. How insane is that? But it epitomizes the loony kazuni of the loony lefties. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Willie, line seven. Willie, your thoughts about uh, where this needs to go from here. Uh, hi, Rita. I, I'm absolutely disgusted by the Biden crime family. I, I've never really seen anything so corrupt as what Joe and Hunter Biden are doing. They're true criminal masterminds. Only the most devious degenerates could ever come up with a plan that they're executing. Uh, so detailed, so evasive, uh, shell companies, money laundering, extortion, payoffs. It's going to take the top forensic investigators to unravel this horrible and evil web of deception and lies. So with all that said, maybe you could help me figure this out. How is it that a crackhead and an old man with dementia were able to plan, execute, and cover up such a plan? Well, clearly uh, they had help. Um, and Willie, um, you have some great questions. By the way, James Comer is supposed to be on with me with Katz and Cosby this week. That's going to be really interesting because uh, I have a lot of questions for him. And I want to play. Here's James Comer saying, talking about some of these securities routes. And he says he's getting more records in. 
Uh, we have bank records that came in this week that we're going through that we think are going to uh, show more wires from more countries. Remember, we've just disclosed two countries thus far. We've disclosed China and Romania. Uh, there are still some more Chinese wires that we have yet to present to the American people. And there are a lot of wires, mysterious wires from Ukraine and Russia that we're about to expose. So uh, this is just beginning for the Bidens. All the Department of Justice is doing is standing our way. But even with all the obstacles that Merrick Garland has thrown in front of the House Oversight Committee, all the obstacles that, that the Treasury Cabinet has thrown and the FBI has thrown, with all the negative media coverage from the mainstream media, we are still producing results every day that shows this family, the President of the United States family, has received millions and millions of dollars from our adversaries all over the world, and they can't explain why. They can't explain can you, what can they you, did you, to produce that money. Lots of questions tonight, and they cannot explain, but it sounds like Homer is hot on the trail. And to your point, Willie, clearly this was an organized trail based on what Comer's saying. All these different shell companies, you got to go through a lot of effort, and I'm not sure if they acted alone, if so. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, amazing information coming from this IRS whistleblower, Gary Shapley, basically telling Congress, the GOP-led committees, essentially that there are at least six other people who can corroborate what he's saying, that he was in a meeting and these other individuals are not just willy-nillies, they're also like officials pretty senior ones like the special agent in charge of the FBI uh, Baltimore division, which basically oversees Delaware, by the way. So these were people who were involved in meetings when there were discussions about the Hunter Biden investigation and whether or not the U.S. Attorney General, uh, and I'm talking about the U.S. Attorney specifically there in Delaware, this is David Weiss, whether or not he had the authority to do whatever investigation he wanted to do. Because according to this whistleblower, he's saying that Weiss felt his hands were tied, that every time he tried to like put the investigation in D.C., no, California, no, uh, we'd like to even maybe have us become a special counsel so he could have independence, no. He says he was roadblocked every step of the way. And that he wasn't the only one that was involved in these conversations, that there were a whole bunch of others that were in these conversations when he overheard him saying, yeah, I'd love to do that, but I can't. I'd love to do this, but I can't. I'm being told not to, basically. So someone's clearly lying. There is no question here. And the question is, can we get to the bottom of it? Well, now this guy has actually named names. He said, here are the at least six people that were in the meeting. Uh, why don't you just get it from them? So now the plan is to put all these people under oath and have them say whether or not they overheard the same thing that the whistleblower did. And if that's the case, then guess who's lying? Merrick Garland, the Attorney General of the United States. This is blockbuster, and this could even lead to potential impeachment of him and others 
There are so many serious, serious questions here. Well, first, here is John Radcliffe. He is the former head of defense, the former DNI. And he basically said that when the judge looks at the Hunter Biden case, which the judge, there's a judge that has to seal and basically approve the plea deal, the sweetheart plea deal. He says the judge, when the person looks at it next month, should say, "Uh uh-uh, throw it out. I am not going to look at this plea deal. He should kick it out. And say that this was done under basically false pretenses. Take a listen to what the former defense official John Radcliffe under Trump had to say. All right, director, is this it? Two misdemeanors and pretrial diversion. Uh, Is it, as Hunter Biden's lawyer says, over? Well, Trey, it could be if the judge accepts the plea, but um, the judge in this case uh, shouldn't uh, accept the plea because, as you know, Judges required to look at all of the defendant's conduct. And in this case, you start with some of that conduct being on videotape and showing felony possession of a firearm while using a controlled substance. That's a felony that carries a maximum penalty of 10 years. And depending on who you talk to, the judge is probably going to be aware that either never in the history of the Department of Justice or rarely in the history of the Department of Justice has that resulted in a misdemeanor with with pretrial diversion. But even if you get past all that, Trey, the judge is going to be aware of the fact that uh, is going to be aware of a whistleblower testimony that the very prosecutors in this case, according to the whistleblower, did more than exercise prosecutorial discretion. They obstructed parts of this investigation, including shutting down an investigation into a, a WhatsApp you know, text message that shows that the vice president's son and possibly the vice president threatened a Chinese businessman with uh, with ties to the Chinese Communist Party and received a $5 million payment a few days later. So, you know, based on all that, I'd be surprised and very disappointed if a judge accepted a plea uh, in this case and if this was all uh, that we saw about Hunter Biden going forward. Yeah, wouldn't that be something if the judge basically says, uh-uh, this is unacceptable. There are too many questions out there. And also, I think we need to get to the bottom of this immediately. And these people need to be hauled before Congress to see if this whistleblower is accurate. If indeed the U.S. attorney in Delaware, this David Weiss guy, uh, didn't have free reign to investigate, to look at everything, uh, that there were roadblocks during steps of the way in this case, and that basically he was hampered from the Justice Department and others, Uh, that they also tipped off search warrants. That's one of the other allegations that the whistleblower said that they were. Can you imagine? Uh, We're about to go look at a storage locker, Hunter Biden, wink, wink. Uh, And it's going to be surprise, surprise tomorrow. I mean, how is that ethical? This is like unbelievable. I mean, it really is. I've never in my life heard anything like this. If that can be proven alone, all all the plea deals should be thrown out and somebody uh, should absolutely be impeached. And this is this is uh, this is the House Speaker, Kevin McCarthy, Congressman Kevin McCarthy. And he was on Fox and Friends this morning. And he said, if this can be corroborated, just even some of the stuff that the whistleblower has to say, uh, then the attorney general should no longer be in office. Take a listen. Yesterday, I laid out very, very clearly by July 6th. Because of the allegations from the IRS, because of the whistleblowers and the DOJ, are, are Garland, what he is saying and what David Weiss are saying privately are two different things. Right. And if it comes true what the IRS whistleblower is saying, we're going to start impeachment inquiries on the attorney general. We will begin impeachment inquiries into the attorney general if they can prove that what this whistleblower is saying 
is correct. Uh, and I think that's at minimum. I mean, I think this is, to me, one of the most stunning moments that uh, would ever take place if the attorney general intervened. Clearly, he did something because Hunter Biden got a sweetheart deal. There's something here. Uh, the question is, all these things that this whistleblower alleged, if they're true, boy, does that look bad. one 800 848 What are your thoughts about where this is going? one 800 Let's go to Robert in Suffolk on line three. Robert, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. I think that Trump had documents which would have incriminated Biden and a lot of people in Mar-a-Lago, and that's why he got raided. Ah, so maybe he had a lot of dirt. And look, the the document, uh, supposedly, if you believe the document that he was holding in his hand, uh, whether he was holding it or not, we don't have a video, but in that audio tape, uh, it basically showed that Milley is a liar because Milley was suggesting that Trump was trying to instigate a war with Iran. And meanwhile, there's plans in there, or that's at least what he's saying, uh, is that Milley was the guy who was trying to push for Iran. So you're right. I think a lot of people were worried, what other dirt does he have? Did he have anything on yeah. Hunter? I mean, I'd love to know, is there anything tied to Hunter and Joe Biden in there, Robert? What do you think? Uh, probably was. Yeah. Because he started going through it with his people. And uh, what's this? Yeah. Oh, boy. Surprise, surprise. Boy, uh, interesting times here. Let's go to Stan. Line four. Stan, your thoughts. Good evening, by the way. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening, Stan. Uh, okay. Uh, first of all, I want the Attorney General of Mer- of uh, Delaware. He's the guy we need to go. Okay. Let's call your bluff. Bring him up and put him on stand and ask him point blank. Let this guy Comer, this buffoon who's running this committee, let him ask him point blank. And they say, who pressured you? If anybody did pressure you, who let him name name. If it's true, he'll name it or he won't. Or he may take the fifth. I don't know. But let him come there and do it. I mean, it, it, all I hear, the, the whistleblower, know that this guy has this, somebody has that. Let, I think this guy, the attorney general of Delaware, bring him to the committee. I think that's the little. Okay, sir, uh, who, who pressured you not to do this or not to do that? Yeah, and let I mean, me ask you, Stan. Do you, do you think he's going to be... Um, honest. I mean, he might. Hang on, hang on, Stan. Hold on. Where I think what would be a smart thing. I absolutely, by the way, agree with you that he does need to be called up uh, before Congress under oath. Um, But I also think he also prior to that, if they're smart, what they'll do and what they typically do is get these other people first to go on record and say, yes, I overheard him saying this or yes, I or no, I didn't. Whatever the truth is, Um, getting them out there. And then you bring him up because then they're like, well, it's interesting because we have four people who say that way, if they do have more to corroborate, they can present it to him. Um, You know, that's where I think that's the smart strategy. Don't you agree, Stan? No, I don't. That's secondhand information. I heard him do this. He could. They may have heard something else. No, get him there. I, I don't believe this guy was pressured. If he was pressured. We should know. I'm not. I'm a, uh, I think the president is absolutely innocent of nothing. Hunter is another story. But I believe bring the uh, attorney general from Delaware there and let him test it. Now, if he pleads the fifth, then I start saying, well, well, why are you pleading the fifth? But I think he will say, 
I was pressured or I wasn't. Who pressured you? Did President Biden pressure you? No. Did the Attorney General of the United States pressure you? No. Well, then who pressured you? Who? Oh, the Speaker of the House pressured you? I mean, who, who pressured you? So that's the question. Even you'll say that's the the other people really are secondary to the situation. Well, they're not secondary <laughs> in this case, Dan, and I'll tell you why they're not. Uh, because these secondary people are like the special agent in charge of like the district uh, that oversee and work with also with the U.S. Attorney's Office. So they're they're also very credible people. They're not like just Joe Blows. It's not like they pulled in the ice cream guy uh, to do an interview, even though Joe Biden might have shown up for the meeting if that were the case, because he loves ice cream. But in this particular case, the people that were in part of the meeting were also big players, too. So I, I actually think because they're credible, I would try to get them on the record, too. But I, I think you're right. you got to get them under oath. And I think we need to do it pronto, because if this indeed has happened in some form, uh, this is really scary stuff, Stan. And, and I think we're, we're heading to dangerous territory. Thank you very much, Stan. Let's go to Larry. Line eight. Larry, your thoughts about this? Yeah, I just want to add to what you said about uh, you're, you're absolutely right when you said to Stan, um, Rita. Uh, can you hear me? Wait, let me just. Yep, I hear you. Speaker. Great. Go ahead. Okay, Um, you're absolutely right, because first of all, to give the uh, it's not the attorney general, it's the U.S. I know, I know. I could have spent I I could have spent an hour correcting Stan, but go ahead. Right, right, right. (laughs) But 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 to bring these other people in would give him the courage, the backdrop, the courage to just spit it out, basically, without trying to put all the weight on his shoulders to sort of, you know, overturn uh, the government. Uh, which he is a part of. I, I, so so I, I definitely agree with you on that. But what I want to add is that, you know, when, when you're talking about the judge, uh, when, uh, uh, when you talk about the judge not accepting the plea deal, you have, people have to consider that there are judges that, that depart upward in sentences for defendants after they're convicted by looking at their behavior. One example was Jared Fogel, the uh, the sub, uh, you know, the spokesman for oh yeah, for the subway, the subway, subway guy, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The prosecution, and when he was convicted, the prosecution asked for thirteen, like something like twelve, thirteen years. The judge socked him with sixteen and a half years because she said you were enjoying other aspects of the cr- of crimes that you did not plead to. They let him plead to only one count. She was a very, very tough, nasty judge. Now, and that was after after conviction. We're not talking about after conviction. We're talking about not accepting the plea deal before conviction to make this guy responsible for all the things that he did. I mean, 13 years is 13. It's heavy time. And she still went beyond that. But the point is, this guy is faced with no time. Okay, a, a total a total mockery of justice. Okay, so the judge, this is like a no brainer for the judge not to accept it. And if and, does, and Larry, Larry, you left off also the other point. If I'm the judge and you're hearing these serious allegations from a very credible IRS whistleblower um, and also claiming that there were other people who can corroborate it, including the special agent in charge of the Baltimore division, who is not just some Joe Blow. I mean, that's a senior guy who oversees a lot of FBI agents across the country and others very senior people, um, you know, you say, wait a minute, we need to at least explore these serious allegations because maybe they could have somehow, we need to see where this investigation goes before I approve of this deal. I mean, at minimum, she should put it on hold. Don't you think, Claire, real quick? 
Yeah, yeah, of course. And in light of the fact that we have these draconian judges on the January 6th defendants sentencing them before even trial, you know, I mean, you could at least get justice in, in one case that's been crying out for justice for the last five years. You know, it's not asking too much. Yeah, you're right. It is just asking for fairness and justice. You're 1,000% correct. Uh, by the way, when we come back, everybody, we'll also continue talking about Hunter. And uh, speaking of bizarre justice... What do you think is going to happen in Russia? And what about that mercenary guy who had the short-lived mutiny against Putin? What do you think his justice is going to be? Stay away from windows and don't shoot yourself five times in the head like all these other people. Remember, I'm being facetious because that's what happens with people who go against Vladimir Putin. We're going to talk about that and also Hunter Biden and much more when we come back. 1-800-848-9222. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show. This is the perfect song. I think we're going to play a little more to tease our next topic. And when we come back after the break, we're going to talk about these amazing developments that took place in Russia over the weekend. Uh, where Yevgeny Prigozhin, who is head of this crazy Wagner force, it's like a scene out of a movie. This guy is like the worst of the worst. I describe it as sort of like Himmler trying to take over Hitler. Um, and both of them equally bad. Uh, it was a short-lived mutiny and then suddenly turned around and is supposedly, no one's seen him, but they think he's in Belarus um, but that's not a guy you want in control of a nuclear arsenal either, nor do you want Putin either, obviously. But boy, what a mess. Take a listen. Here is the former ambassador to Russia, John Solomon Sullivan, talking about basically it's the devil you know versus the devil you don't know. Take a listen. Ambassador, I mean, it's it sounds strange sometimes that phrase catastrophic success when foreign policy analysts talk about it. But Are we actually in a situation where Vladimir Putin is preferable to Yevgeny Prigozhin in terms of running the Russian state? Well, he's certainly a known quantity. He's a uh, a hardened adversary of the United States, but the alternative could be worse. So I think the Biden administration is rightfully concerned, as as David suggests, with chaos and uncertainty in Russia with their nuclear arsenal is very dangerous, not just for the United States, but for the world. So where do you see all of this headed? Do you believe that it was a credible short-lived mutiny? What message does it say about Putin and also the war in Ukraine? And do you also believe that this shows that there are cracks in the armor with Putin? Um, Again, you don't want this crazy guy also to be in charge either. 
Uh, meantime, we're also talking about all the craziness going on in our country. Another banana republic. Let's real quick go to Pete in Staten Island. Pete, I describe our country like a banana republic with all the Hunter Biden stuff, huh? Rita, it is a banana republic. I just heard that Scott Lebedo was throwing pizza slices over a greasy mansion. I think he got arrested. Oh, uh, my God. (laughs) I know who he is. Scott's the guy. He's the patriotic guy while throwing pizza. By the way, coming up, we're going to talk about that, too, that New York's going after pizza. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment where we honor our great military and their families and also their caregivers, a really powerful story coming from Tuskegee, Alabama, where Veterans Administration nurse Satoris Good was nominated for a special honor uh, by a local newspaper for her three decades of outstanding caregiving experience. She was recognized for her unwavering commitment and compassionate service that touched the lives of so many people in the community. Now, a little bit of background about her. She moved to Tuskegee, Alabama in 1994 for a job at the Tuskegee VA. She was excited about the rich history of Tuskegee, including George Washington Carver, Booker T. Washington, Tuskegee University, Tuskegee Veterans Administration, and of course, the extraordinary service of the Tuskegee Airmen. Having worked for the Tuskegee VA for almost 30 years, she takes great pride in providing service to our nation's veteran. She said, quote, every veteran who walks through the doors or that I talk to on the phone, I consider them to be my veteran. Whether I am managing a patient over the phone in my office or walking a veteran to their desired location, I strive to help them meet their needs. What a great story and how beautiful that she's being honored for her, again, three decades of helping the VA there in Tuskegee, Alabama, a very storied and important place. And we are, of course, talking about the situation in Russia. What an amazing moment that happened over the weekend where this guy, uh, uh, Prigozhin, Yevgeny Prigozhin, well-known guy, leader of the Wagner Group, which is this mercenary group, uh, like ruthless, ruthless, uh, plans what looks like a short-lived Basically, mutiny heading towards Moscow. So why do you think he turned around? He got closer to Moscow than Hitler's forces did in World War II. I mean, think about it. He was right there on the gates of Moscow. He was about 120 miles away and then suddenly turns around. And a lot of people are wondering, what's going on behind this? Is there more to the story? Listen to Maria Bartiromo and what she had to say on Fox about what she thinks might be behind uh, all this drama that took place over the weekend. 
The White House wanted to give the media something else to cover. And this is the M.O. This is exactly the way they do things. In fact, on Friday, I said, wow, what a blockbuster WhatsApp message. I'm sure there will be an enormous story over the weekend that the White House is going to be pushing to take this story off of the front page. <laughs> and sure enough, we've got the State Department drumming up all the drama that took place over the weekend in Russia. So I don't know if it's going to break through. The mainstream media has, has an excuse again not to cover it. They're covering everything about Russia and the Wagner group. Yeah, yeah. it's true. As I, if it really matters to the U.S. right now. Yeah. And Lisa Booth came out, conservative commentator, basically saying that she thinks that there's more to the story than meets the eye, that this may be a false flag. Uh, because it is odd that the guy, like, just suddenly retreated and apparently some deal by Belarus. Uh, now, of course, in the last few hours, by the way, we have heard from Vladimir Putin coming out and basically saying uh, that these people are traitors, that anybody who was participating in this, uh, which means that this Prigozhin guy uh, may end up uh, dead somewhere or shooting himself in the head five times. I'm being facetious because that seems to what happens to anybody who goes up against Putin. But there seems to be a lot more to the story. Why did he suddenly like turn around so quickly? There's more to the story. And this is what Lisa Booth conservative commentator says about it all what makes sense about it right so you've got the wagner group they get so close to moscow and just all of a sudden Prigozhin decides oh we don't want russian blood to be spilled you're a mercenary warlord for hire who has operated in 30 countries you didn't think that's what you're getting into it just doesn't make sense and you have people like rebecca koffler who has worked in u.s intelligence studied putin for a living just wrote a book about putin who said she believes that this is a false flag mm. that none of what we're being told is true and i believe that that makes the most sense and what blows my mind is you have people who are pro-intervention in ukraine who are cheering this on so okay i get that you don't like putin fair he's a bad guy i get it i don't like him either but you want a warlord mercenary for hire to have access and control of nuclear weapons in russia like our viewpoint on all of this has become so distorted there's no room for honesty of what's going on in ukraine what the actual conclusion of it's going to be so i, I just don't think we are being told the truth in any of this so it's hard to draw any conclusions from what is probably a lie yeah there are so many questions about this case. It, none of it makes sense. I, I mean, there are so many issues here. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Does any of this make any sense that this guy is here headed all the way to Moscow? He's got thousands of forces with him. And then suddenly he's turning around like willy nilly. There's just something that just does not make sense. Um, and, and I'm not sure that we understand all the issues here. And I'm not sure that we're not all being set up for something else. And and what do they give Prigozhin to suddenly back off? Belarus is somehow cooperating, this guy who's so close to Putin. There's just a lot of things that just seem awfully fishy here for somebody who seems so intent, knowing he's going to go up against Putin, even though he says, oh, my objective wasn't to go up against Putin. Clearly it was. Uh, And even if it wasn't, he knew that Putin was not going to be happy with it, that he was going to somehow go after him. I mean, it just none of this makes any sense. And that's why the suddenly like draw of attention there, suddenly backing down, all of it just sounds way too fishy to me. And that's why I have a lot of problems with this story. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. 
888-900-3222. What are your thoughts about what is behind all of this? And does it seem a little too quick for somebody who was planning a mutiny? A mutiny? You know you're going up against Putin. You know that there's going to be problems. There is no gray. Believe me, after that, you're considered a traitor and you're going to be executed. There's no gray. Anybody who defies the orders of him or his men or his leaders, there's definitely something fishy about it. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tony. Line five. Tony, your thoughts about it. Hi, Rita. You know, the one thing that struck me about this was that President Biden, you know, said, you know, in his staged way, the U.S. and its allies had nothing to do with this. Like, why would he even say that? That is like so ridiculous. You know, he just struck me as someone who was just trying to play play up what was going on so that he could get attention away from everything else. That's just my God. Yeah, I agree, by the way. There was something like, yeah, we didn't have anything to do with it. Like, I mean, like as if like and by the way, um, I mean, he was monitoring it. He was apparently at Camp David, uh, potentially sitting next to Hunter, according to reports. And yeah, I know nothing. It's like the Sergeant Schultz defense. Um, And and meanwhile, he's followed every little inch of this. I mean, there's there's so much more to the story. What do you think is, is, is going on, Tony, that we don't know? So what's suspicious to me is, of course, President Biden really only goes to Camp David. He hasn't gone that many times. Yeah. He's not like a Camp David. You're Relax, right. You're you know, right. Let's go with the family. So now the family is going to Camp David, but it's Hunter Biden that's there. It's, is it his brother-in-law? It's, you know, they're all like at Camp David, but really there's a feeling that what's going on at Camp David is regrouping about what's going to be happening at these, these sort of, uh, uh, whistleblower uh, information. You know, I think they're discussing what's happening with Hunter Biden. And for them to say, like, whenever they say they didn't do anything wrong, they always say that the DOJ is just the best. We do hard work. Everything we do is great. You know, everything is good. And this is just propaganda, Rita. And this, for him to say that, it's just bizarre. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, you're right. It almost tips it off, right, Tony? You know, it's almost (laughs) like like what Biden says. Oh, and uh, this isn't happening. Well, then you know it is happening. You know, you're right. You're right. There's something just so uncomfortable and so fishy, and 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 the way oh we didn't have anything, and he made it like trying to make it like such a big point, like oh we never would have had anything to do with any of this. Uh, To me, uh, that just it just reeks. Of, of something unsavory. And, and you're right. Maybe this was a big old meeting about, uh, about Hunter. Who knows? Absolutely. Tony, thanks so much. Well, speaking of craziness, the other thing that's coming out, I can't believe New York City crime is all over the place. There are so many issues. You walk down every street in New York. There are just wafts of marijuana. Uh, you see, uh, you know, just uh, just the dereliction, the crime on the subway and everywhere else that's going on. I mean, it is just insane. So you would think, OK, we're going to do a crackdown. I'm thinking, OK, good. Maybe they're going to finally go after some of these criminals. Oh, no. They the city has decided to go on a crackdown to restrict emissions from coal and wood fired pizza ovens. You heard it right. They are going after pizza ovens. This, to me, just epitomizes the loony kazooniness at a time right now where there are so many problems 
around the country in so many major cities that this is what they decide in New York City to focus on going after coal and wood fired pizza ovens. It affects about a hundred pizzerias that now might have to spend tens of thousands of dollars to somehow fix, you know, this, this emission standard. Now, just to give you an idea, by the way, the amount of emissions that come out of a coal and wood fired pizza oven uh, would take it would take over three hundred thousand days. Uh, that is eight hundred forty nine years to equal what John Kerry puts out in one year on his private plane. So why are they going after pizzerias in New York? I mean, I, this is just the definition of insanity. There are so many serious issues going on in our country right now. So many serious issues going on in major cities, left and right. And your focus is cracking down on pizza ovens. I, I honestly thought it was a joke. I thought it was one of those like, you know, the the satires that was out there. And then I was like, oh, no, no, no. Like the onion. Remember when they used to do? I thought it was like a joke. And I was like, no, oh, my God, it's real. I was astounded it is real. What is wrong with these people? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Here is Sean Duffy, former congressman, talking about why he thinks they are going after coal-fired ovens. This does nothing to impact climate or climate change or global warming. They should focus on India and China if they want to affect yes. climate change. But this is a group of people who are all about control. They're, um, I think they're eco-terrorists, frankly. They want to control our lives. And again, remember on the gas stove front, they told, as we did those stories, they were like, oh, that's fake news. We're not going to do the, we're not going to get rid of gas stoves. And sure enough, here they are getting rid of gas stoves. Whatever happened to a country where we believed in freedom and people able to make decisions and choices for themselves, but now we have a, a group of folks coming after things that don't have any impact on the environment, don't have any real impact on the health of the human being. Uh, a gas-fired stove um, is completely safe, and leave them alone. Leave them alone. These poor pizza owners who right now at a time where things are so tough with the economy— are now having to spend, in one case, somebody spent like $100,000 to fix their oven. It's very expensive. By the way, I love a really good wood-fired pizza. I love it. I mean, it is the best when you have something great like Grimaldi's Pizza or some of the classics that are coming from New York. uh, They're the best. And now they're trying to restrict our pizza? What is going on with these people? Why are they focused on this at a time where there are so many important things Going on. Think about what's going on on the subways every day, on the streets of New York and all these other major cities. And we actually have a people with a straight face saying, let's go after coal and wood fired pizza ovens. To me, it's just indicative of how screwy their priorities are. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll take your calls when we come back. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So crime is skyrocketing in New York and so many other cities. 
And what are city officials focused on? Not repeat offenders, not recidivism, not all of that. No, the city government is set to restrict emissions. It's this green madness going after coal and wood-fired pizza ovens in the restaurant. I I mean, it's like... Are you kidding me? Do they actually sit up at night and say, let me think of the craziest things that we could do to try to make business more difficult in New York? If you go through New York City since COVID, many of these businesses have not reopened. They absolutely have not. It looks like a ghost town in some blocks of New York City that are usually quite busy. And that's in many major cities across this country. And as they're going soft on criminals... They're going tough on pizza owners. I mean, this is the craziest thing, especially if you look at the history here. I'm thinking about uh, who was a Bloomberg with the big gulp and some of these other things that we saw in the past. Kathy Hochul with the gas stoves and furnace ban in the state, all in the name of climate change. It's like the list goes on and on and on. And is there anything that they could do to drive people out of what were once great big cities in this country? New York City is a great city. I love New York City, the vibrancy of it. It is the best. But yet, it is going downhill, and it's because of these crazy green policies. And it's happening in so many cities across the country, in Philly, in Seattle, in Memphis, uh, in the Carolinas, all over the place. You've got these left-leaning individuals who think they know better, and they're going to basically tell you what kind of stove you can use. And now some of the best pizza by far in the world is in New York City. It is great. There's so many of the best. And they're all like wood-fired up pizza ovens. So they're going to tell them no because of some tiny little drop in the bucket. What are they doing to go after China? What are they doing to go after India? Don't you think that maybe they pollute a little bit more than the carbon emissions that you can make from a, a coal or a wood-fired pizza oven? I mean, this is insane. Let's go to Russ on line four. Russ, uh, this to me is one for the record books. Your thoughts? Well, it's absurd. It's kind of like Stalinist Stan, who said, Biden is innocent of nothing, which means he's guilty of everything. The truth slipped out of Stan's mouth. But Stan puts on an ideological mask that says he's got it opposed Trump. And it's the ideological mask of these people who have this obsessive compulsive disorder mixed with a superiority complex. And eventually they're going to tell us you're not going to be able to use a wood fireplace unless you put in a $10,000 machinery. How do we head this off? It's sort of like the pandemic where we wipe off every surface. It's people getting others to say, hey, I care more about other people than you do because I'm morally superior. You're a deplorable. Look at the electric cars and electric scooters. They're putting them in the park. These people are out of their mind. The only way to head them off is to look into the facts of the matter. And you notice with this pre-Golbin protest, it's like the Occupy movement with a heavy battle tank and a couple of Greyhound buses. You know, they're, they're putting the Coast Guard in charge of checking out this submersible that the Navy knew two hours into it that it was fake. But the Coast Guard's going to inv- in- investigate it, Rita. You know, I think we really have to look at things a lot more closely. Yeah, I agree. By the way, Russ, you hit a lot of good areas there, too. So thank you very much. Let's go to Mike on the Lower East Side. Russ just hit a lot of big areas. Your thoughts, Mike? I don't really. Yeah, they're not going after the pizza guys. They're going after us. 
they don't want us cooking at all. In other words, they, they limited our food with the plastic bags. So when you come out of the store, you only got two items to last you for the day. Now they're they, they they later on they're going to say, oh no, you can't cook on wood either. So in, in other words, they're going for the plastic bags. No, no plastic bags. So you can't shop for nothing. Uh, no gas for your cars. In other words, they want to bring us to a, a reserve where we got maybe one month to live, uh, food, fuel, everything, and then they hit us. So, you know, we got to get ready for them. We got to push back in a silent way. Get ready. Just get ready. Get ready. I can't. Uh, in every situation, we're going to have to push back on these communists. They're communists. And that's all I got to say, Rita. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You got to push back and speak out because this is like the definition of insanity at a time where there are so many issues going on in the world and that this is their focus. It, it just there there's something um, almost ludicrous. I, you almost feel like you're like you're I, I use the phrase alternate universe, but that is how it feels right now with all these major problems going on in the world. We're talking about Russia. We're talking about crime. We're talking about drugs. There are so many issues, and yet somehow they're finding the way to focus on wood-fired pizza ovens, uh, some of the best pizza in the world, and going after pizza guys. What did pizza guys do to New Yorkers? I mean, come on! I mean, honestly, it's like it's a, it's, it's called PizzaGate. That's what I'm thinking it is. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Let's go to Elena, line one. Elena, your thoughts about this? Hello, Rita. Rita, this. This New York City Council, they have to sober up. They're, they're attacking pizza places. But Rita, why don't they clean up the air from all the marijuana stuff in New York, in New York all that smoke? And wh- why aren't they doing that? Why are they attacking the pizza place? Yeah, you know what? That's a great point, Elena, because uh, have you, you've walked, I'm sure, the streets of New York. When you walk the streets of New York, I get high just walking down. I feel like Willie Nelson or Cheech and Chong just walking down the street because it's like, Whoa. And, and yeah, like they, those people are fine, right? Then they also have the vending machines. Let's not forget about that with the Narcan and all that other stuff, Elena, which I think completely induces people to want to do drugs more. Uh, it was sold out. They don't, they don't, no, no problem. And even from the emissions, they give China a pass, they give India a pass. But let's go after the pizza guys. I, I mean, this this to me is, is crazy, Elena. This is just sheer craziness. Your thoughts, my friend. Yes, it is. Yeah, it sure is. We're going to have to get to the bottom of it. Don't touch our great pizzas. The best in the world in New York. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.